The Guardian, live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009. Thanks very much for downloading the best of week one of The Guardian live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009. I'm here at the Gilded Balloon reflecting on the wonderful shows that we've had this week. We kick things off with a fantastic performance from the Pajama Men. My name's Mark. I'm Chanella. And uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about our summer vacation. You know, I'm moderately afraid of flying. It makes me feel cautious and uneasy with a tinge of excitement, like when you make out with a pregnant woman in a smoky bar. <laughs> we decided to fly anyway, though. And along the way, the plane hit major turbulence and my whole life flashed before my eyes in real time. <laughs> it was a long flight. <laughs> then the plane landed and we boarded a train for Mahakalihikichakawahakahakatikiti, otherwise known as Sunnyview. Tickets, please. Tickets, 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 please. Tickets, tickets, tickets. Sir, can I see your ticket, please? There you go. Okay, all right. Tickets, 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 please. Tickets, please. Tickets, sir. Ticket. Do you have a ticket, please? Yeah, man. Listen to smooth jazz. That's the ticket. Duly noted. All right. Tickets, please. Tickets. Tickets, uh, tickets, please. Oh, this, 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 my ticket. I hope that's all right. Okay. <laughs> this, this thing expired in 1983. I... Yeah, you know what else expired in 1983? That dress? Oh! Oh! Mm. Yeah! <laughs> <clears throat> baby. Look at this man with the baby. Yeah. That's so attractive. I totally agree. Excuse me, sir. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I couldn't help but notice you and your baby. I just find it really attractive to see a man as a baby. Oh, yeah, you like that? Yeah. Yeah, you like that I can take care of a family? Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you think that's you nice? Just, yeah, you're just so good with her. Yeah, yeah, I have a job. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of that? I think huh? it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you like that? Oh, yeah. no, oh, my phone's ringing. Oh, yeah? Oh, no, hello? Who is it? Hey, hello, it's my wife. Oh, oh yeah. Are you faithful? Oh, I'm so faithful. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, baby, I'll be home soon, and I'll take care of you. Oh, you're such a good man. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that, that, she had a nice ass. Yeah, yeah man, look at that it? ass. See that ass? That's that nice. ass is so nice. Mm -hmm. If you were getting picked on at the schoolyard, that ass would probably stick up for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That ass is so nice, it's like a, a phone call from an old friend. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. nice. That's oh, it's so oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. That's a nice ass. That's a nice ass. Yeah. It's firm, too. Mm -hmm. That ass is firm. Yeah. Like a good parent. Uh, yeah. yeah, that ass is firm but fair. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it's round. That's a round ass. Yeah. yeah, that ass is so round. King Arthur probably sits at that ass <laughs> with all the rest of the knights in a round ass. Yeah, and that ass is also hot. You know, it's hot and round. It's so hot and round. It's 360 degrees for two different reasons. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's nice. yeah. Thank you all very much. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. Earlier this week, we had some terrific stand up from Zoe Lyons and Daniel Sloss. Morning. 
Good morning, people. Feels like a lecture. Hello, hello. This is nice, isn't it? Look at this sophisticated little crowd. This is not like the crowd I was looking at. Last night, when I was wandering the streets of Edinburgh very late, I saw two drunk teenagers sitting on a bench abusing tourists as they walked the pie. It was very nice. Just shouting at you, bastard, you tourists, you bastards. Look at you, you bastards. And then at one point, one of the kids threw down his empty can of cider and his friend went, Robert, no. We're binge drinkers, but we're no litter bugs. <laughs> and I thought that's beautifully, beautifully British in its approach, isn't it? I love that. I lo I'm so British sometimes, I don't even use my car horn in case it's interpreted too aggressively. I don't know whether you found this about yourselves. I always find when you hear a car horn in this country, it does sound like this kicking off point for a road rage incident, doesn't it? It always does, you know, you bastard, move, come on, come on, move, you know. I love it when you go to Spain or Italy or France, people use their car horns as part of their street language, as part of their dance of life, don't they? Do 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 do. I love you, I kill you, I kiss you, I fuck you, let's eat. <laughs> it's lovely. Over here, it's, uh, it's so aggressive. I think I need a British car horn for my British car. I need a British car horn that just goes... <clears throat> I'm so sorry, it's just the lights have changed. No, no, about five minutes ago. Was that overly aggressive? I'm so sorry. I envy the Europeans, their passion for things like that. I envy their passion for food as well. I love to eat. Somehow, somehow nowadays it's deemed unladylike to like to eat. Let me tell you people, I love to eat. I love women who eat. Mama Cass, hero of mine, died choking on a sandwich. That's what I like. Well, actually, she had a heart attack in her sleep, but I bet there were crumbs in the bed. There were. I love to eat. Oh my God, I eat so much. It's only stress that keeps me thin, that's it. I don't care how many calories a swim burns off. I want to know if I can have a Mars bar after a panic attack. That's the way I approach food. I don't know if anybody else does this. I eat so much, probably twice a week, it physically hurts. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yeah, we do it, don't we? I don't know why we do it. We're, we're an intelligent species, but we do it. We do it. You'd never stick your nipple in a car door. Well, you know, that would hurt. You'd never lick a, a hot hob, you know? You think, well, that will hurt. But at least twice a week, I will eat so much, I think, oh my God, I have hurted myself. I've hurted myself with food. That's what I've done. I didn't need that second chicken. I really didn't. But I wanted it. I, I, I'm going to have to do some exercise to shift some of this food I have consumed. I am going to have to walk to the quality street, literally, to shift some food. You know, I love my food. Sometimes it dawns on me that the food I'm eating has had a slightly better life than I have. Do you ever get that feeling? I don't know whether you've ever read the side of a smoothie bottle. Oh, shit, they write on the side of those smoothie bottles. Do you ever pick up a smoothie bottle and look at it and go, do you know, I think this drink is happier than I am. <laughs> Hi, I'm your smoothie. You think, confident little bugger, isn't it? I've been lovingly nurtured by cool, two cool dudes who gave up their hedge fund jobs in their 30s to develop superfoods like me. It will good for you. I'm sorry, but I find life competitive enough without being undermined by a bottle of pureed berries before breakfast. I'm the sort of person who will walk around a graveyard just to give myself a brief sense of one-upmanship. <laughs> Do it, it's fun. You walk around going, Margaret, dead in 1859. Beecher, come on. <laughs> All of my berries have been responsibly sourced. You think, well, I hope so. I'd hate an irresponsibly sourced berry, wouldn't you? Who wants a smoothie? I found some berries up this dead tramp's ass. No, I don't. No. And I don't want to be told what to eat by some long-haired hippie who lives in a cottage near a river. That's the last thing I want to be told what to eat. Hugh Fernley witting stool. You can go shove it up your backside as far as I'm concerned. Pretentious little prat. What do you mean you've never tried squirrel tripe? It's an incredibly rich source of smugness. Mm. 
folks, thank you for listening. I've been Zoe. Enjoy the rest of your festival. Cheers. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Thank you for that genuinely fantastic reaction of, way. oh, it's a child. <laughs> that, was, that was beautiful. Uh, lots of you now just sort of staring at me going, oh my God, it's the kid from Home Alone. Uh, it's not. Um, how are you all doing? You well? Good. Uh, my name's Daniel Sloss. Uh, I'm an 18-year-old. I'm a teenager from Scotland. Uh, I was born in England, but I do consider myself Scottish because... My mum's an alcoholic and my dad's clinically obese, so... <laughs> it kind of works out that way. Uh, I'm also I'm a teenager from Fife as well, so my opinions may differ from other teenagers in the world. Because uh, as you may or may not know, Fife is the incest capital of Scotland. Uh, which is fun. Uh, I have a girlfriend, though, who I love. Uh, I have to, she's my sister. And... Um, <laughs> She's not, don't worry. Uh, my, girl, <laughs> my girlfriend, she's a very, very smart girl. Uh, lots of you sort of staring at me going, oh, can't be that fucking smart, but she is. Uh, she's, she's studying law at Edinburgh University, and I'm doing this. Ha, ha. Now I'm a disappointment to two sets of parents. Thing <laughs> is, being young, though, I'm somewhat limited in my material. You know, I can't do the stuff that older comedians can do when they come on stage and brag about having sex with women half their age. I'm 18. Uh, that tends to be frowned upon. Uh, not in Fife, but for Edinburgh, I have to <laughs> up it a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm 19 soon. I'm 19 in September. Uh, September the 11th, to be precise. Yeah, exactly. Now, that's what I don't like, right? That's the standard reaction. When's your birthday? September the 11th. <gasps> I didn't fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, it's not like my uncle came up to me and said, what do you want for your birthday? And I went, oh, I don't know, surprise me. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's got a crazy sense of humor, that uncle Osama. No! I'm still, I'm still living at home with my parents, so I love, I love my parents. Well, my mum, not my dad. Uh, we have... Uh, we clash a little bit, I think mainly because he's a dick. And uh, I, I love messing around with him. I do love messing around. I mean that in a family way, not in the Fife way, obviously. Uh, the best thing is that I've got two little brothers who are like uh, six and nine, or I don't care. Uh, they're little. Um, whenever we go on a family trip uh, and my dad gets to do the, the metal detector machine, as soon as he starts taking off his belt, me and my brothers go, no, dad, I'm sorry. It's fantastic. <laughs> But I can justify doing all this stuff uh, to my dad because he, he's a weird... He did the dad thing a while ago, you know, the talk. Now, that in itself is quite traumatising. But he came up to me and he said, Son, we need to talk. And I thought, oh, God, it's the sex talk. But it wasn't the sex talk. It was the shaving talk. Yeah, now, I know what you're thinking. Daniel, the shaving talk does sound a lot better than the sex talk. Well, it would be, but... Not when your dad neglects to tell you it's the shaving talk. So he starts talking about shaving. I think he's talking about sex. <laughs> Imagine this from my point of view. Son, there comes a special time in every man's life. You may have already started doing it. I doubt it. I can tell from your face. 
Okay. <laughs> now, the first time you do it, you're going to be clumsy. You're not going to know what to do. You're going to do things wrong, okay? There will be a little bit of blood. Don't worry, that's fine. <laughs> that's normal. Your mum can show you a neat trick with some rolled up toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> He goes on, he goes, now after a while, you learn the ins, the outs, the ups and the downs. <laughs> You're gonna learn how to shortcut it, never shortcut it. I tried to shortcut it once and your mum claimed I gave her a rash. <laughs> <sighs> this is the worst birthday ever. <laughs> he goes, now the first time you do it, you're gonna be really proud. Gonna go home and tell your friends every single insignificant detail. But I'm not gonna lie to you, as you get older, it becomes more of a chore, really. <sighs> <sighs> I start looking forward to the weekends when I get a few days off at home. <laughs> Try explaining that to your mother. Um, I bought something electric once to speed the whole process up. Ghetto was done as quickly as possible, but batteries were costing a fortune, so I had to go back to the good old days of doing it by hand, manually, in the shower. And... And that was when I passed out. When I came to, my mum was there mopping my brow, and she said, don't worry, son. The first time you do it, I'll be watching over your shoulder. <laughs> stroke by stroke. Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've been absolutely fantastic. I've been Daniel Sloss. Enjoy the rest of your day. Cheers. We've had some great musical guests this week. Here are six gentlemen that took the roof off. It's the Magnets. So here we are at the uh, Edinburgh Fringe. And Edinburgh, of course, at this time of year, I love it or no, becomes a city of bagpipes. We And we thought for this year's Fringe, we'd do something special, something Scottish, something that speaks of the highlands, of the locks and the glens. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, something truly Scottish. Well, how about... But most definitely not those songs by people who think that they are Scottish. So this is our... Musical tributes to your beautiful country. So, if you're lonely, you know I'm here waiting for you. I'm just across here. I'm just a shot away from you. And if you leave here, you leave. Broken, shattered, alive. I'm just across here. I'm just a shot. Then we can die. I know I won't be leaving here with you. Come on. Yeah.
Highlights of week one of the Guardian live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009. The award-winning Phil Nickel came down and introduced us to his new character, the deadpan poet Bobby Spades. Only last night I played the National Association for Bikers with Deafness and they'd never heard of me, so it was me. I'd like to dedicate today's spot to my father. May he rest in peace. He's not dead, he's very tired. My father's just been diagnosed with Parkinson's. He's very shaken by it, and um, we... Uh, the disease caused him to sleep a lot, but we don't wake him. He's shaken, not stirred. He... <laughs> As an escapologist, my father really had to struggle to make a living. Um, <laughs> similarly, my cross-eyed brother, the carpenter, found it hard to make ends meet. Um, my father said repeatedly, Bobby, 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 repeatedly. Um, a lot of people say I'm egocentric, but enough about them. <laughs> Can I tell you about myself? I, when I recently found out I was an epileptic, I nearly had a fit. <laughs> and I've just recently invested all my money into a brand new state-of-the-arts Irish technologies company. Oh, did you know? I think too often today we've got to be very careful what we say. I know you're all Guardian readers and you know better than I. Large groups out there can be offended by what you say. Muslims, women, you know, so um, I've, um, I've written this song to redress the balance. Well, I was riding on the tube and this chick was being rude. She got up in my face with her chappy attitude. And as the doors were opening and I got up to leave, I called her a loser. She said, you can't say that to me because I'm a gay, black, 30-something, one-legged, blind, German midget pole dancer with a tumor. And I said, oh, sorry. Ow! La-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. La-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. 
I'm standing in the shop and this jerk will jump the queue. I tapped him on the shoulder, said, what you think you're doing? He laughed and he sneered and for everyone to see. I called him a twat, he said, you can't say that to me because I'm a deaf, by Asian, teenager, albino, Hindu dance instructor with a lisp. And I said, oh, sorry. Walking down the road and I come into this crossing So munchkin in a car thought that I was only Dawson And when I went to cross he didn't stop and nearly hit me I called him a prick, he said you can't say that to me cause I'm a mute And I said Pardon? Ow! That's the problem with the world today. You gotta be so careful about everything you say. I should keep my mouth shut, it's the safest bet. If I've offended you already, well, you ain't seen nothing yet. I got home really late, and my girlfriend, she was griping. And I was so annoyed, I couldn't take any more sniping. She flew into a rage and threw a slipper at me. She called me an asshole, I said, You can't say that to me. Cause I'm a short cross eyed braces wearing pimply ginger virgin spineless mental. Chap with the lamp, yeah. Cause I'm a web fingered, bald Italian Chinese Muslim with alopecia and really bad breath. I'm, I'm a lonely single father with a pin in his hip, ex army cross dresser in a turban. I'm a single Scottish poet who's too old for BBC3. I'm stupid, I'm bad, and I'm ugly. And she said, <laughs> We also had a fantastic special appearance by the Idiots of Ants. And in conclusion, gentlemen, love can build a bridge. No, it can't. Are you sure? Yes, you cannot construct a bridge out of love. Two words, structural integrity. What you're going to need is metal. Hundreds of tons of metal. I just think you're seriously overestimating the power of love. Really, you see, we were told in order to build a bridge, all you need is love. That was a lie. Yeah. Right. right. Um, um, what about the other project? Okay. The Shack. Yes, it's very simple, just a little old place. Where we can get together. I and suppose you, you want to make this out of love, too. A love shack. Yes. Yeah, yeah it, won't, it won't work. Right. Right. Um, an elevator. Love? In an elevator? We live on the 15th floor. Love lifts us up where we belong. No, no. What you're going to need is rope. Ooh, do you know that he built a roller coaster of love? What? Was that successful? Well, no. Uh, we actually made the cars and the tracks out of steel. It was only the safety harnesses we made out of love. When it went upside down, everybody fell out. And whose fault was that? It must have been love, but it's over now. <laughs> Does this mean we're going to have to scrap our plans for the deep sea love submarine? I'm not sure I'll ask them. Gentlemen, in your experience, how deep is your love able to go? Look, you're not listening. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. Love is a many splendid thing. Oh, okay, gentlemen, I think I know what's happened here. You think that we've got a shipment of tainted love. Not a chance. No, nothing more, nothing less. Our love is the best. And remember, guys, with our share options, you give a little love, and it all comes back to you. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> guys, look, I can really feel this working. I feel it in my fingers. 
I feel it in my toes. We got this love from the former USSR. I came back from Russia. <laughs> and you know, at the start, there were aspects of love that I didn't like. But gentlemen, when you use it, love changes everything. Are you ready? Are you ready for love? Look, we have been stung before, and this love, love will tear us apart. Again. You could use bricks. They're a real dead ringer for love. Yeah. We will pay you. I don't care too much for money. Money can't buy me. Into this ridiculous building proposition. Yeah. I mean, what's love got to do? Got to do with it? it, it what's it? I couldn't think of the word, Raymond. We're leaving. Well, I'm not giving up. You see, I'm addicted to this crazy little thing called love. And building things out of love, actually. <laughs> yes, well done, love actually. Yeah. You know, I would do anything for love. Say that again? I would do anything, anything for, for love. love. That's a song by Meatloaf. <laughs> oh, yeah! Isn't that weird how that can happen in a conversation? <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. If you're easily offended, don't listen to the next bit. However, if you're well up for it, here are four puffs on the piano doing some absolute filth. Ah, right. Well, um, we're going to sing you a lovely romantic ballad. So if you're here with your beloved, you might want to snuggle up a bit. And if you're here on your own, have a look round. We'll give you a couple of minutes. It's just one or two. We wouldn't turn down our dark now. I've already chosen. Hello, boys. <laughs> Uh, we refer to this as our third date song. Well, my father says you're nifty. And you've heard of Baudelaire. And we both agree that human rights abuses are unfair. You understand your feelings and you're not afraid to share. And I think I could do something with your hair. You smell nice. And you're groovy And we both like foreign movies My mother says you have that touch of class Oh, that's nice yeah. Well, I can see a shining future Where we'll dialogue and nurture But there's one last thing I feel I need to ask Do you take it up the ass? Take it up the ass Cause you're beautiful and curvy But unless you're kinda pervy There's no way you and me are gonna last Do you take it up the ass? Do you take it up the ass? When it comes to brains you've got them But unless you play the bottom I'm afraid I'm gonna have to take a pass you're adorable, reliable, but is your anus pliable? That's the information that we need. Well, you would do it if you loved me. If you're nervous, squat above me. <laughs> You'll be able to control the depth and speed. Do you take up the ass do you take it up the ass Ooh. 
Guardian, live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009.